Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that this week has decided, we've all decided to go all in and join Sharon in some Frank Grillo love. We've, we've all decided to go all in with that. My name is Toasted and I am your host. Um, and joining me as always on the Isle of Wight are Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Hiya. Now, um, okay, so we're talking about this because um, if, you, if you haven't listened to us before, what we do in Netflix or cinema is we go to the cinema now that we're allowed to again, and we see three things in the cinema. We see three things at home. Sometimes we see more than that, but we try and cut it down to three in each one of these places. And then we rate them all out of five. And at the end of the day, we see who has given us better bang for our buck. Where has our money been better spent this week? Has it been at cinemas or has it been at home with Netflix and various friends? So this week, I mentioned us all joining Sharon for some Frank Grillo love, which is, because we, I know all three of us in the cinema this week <laughs> saw Cop Shop yeah. with Frank Grillo and Jared Butler. And I think that's the only film I saw and the only film that Sharon saw. But yes. Sean, but I mean, we never have anything to worry about because we know <laughs> Sean's going to pick up the slack. Sean's going to go there and find cinemas that are showing films when other cinemas like the Cinema Reddit are not showing anything. And so, Sean, what else did you see this week? Well, well I've, I've seen, um, at the cinema, I've seen Malignant. I've seen our Frank Grillo cop shop. And I did go and see Respect as well. I figured what I'd do is hedge my bets because I had a feeling that Sharon would probably see cop shop. I yep. thought you might have seen Respect, actually. I had a feeling that you might have seen Respect, but mm-hmm. just in case you hadn't, I thought I better do a third just in case, really. So All I was right. thinking my, that was my train of thought. Of course, yeah. a very safe train of thought. Because I um, I did send a message to Sean and said, did, what yeah. have you seen? Because I'll see what if you... I, if there's one you haven't seen, I'll see that. Because I had a choice <laughs> of Cop Shop and Franklin. And Sean said, well, I've seen them both. I thought, well, I'll just go with... By Frank. frankly, by frankly, mean respect yeah. the Aretha Franklin story. Story, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I'm sorry, respect. I keep yes. I, I, I think I mean I know it's called respect, but it, they should have called it Aretha, I reckon. But there's probably loads of other stuff called yeah, Aretha because there's a new Diana Princess of Wales film coming out called Spencer. Spencer, yeah. And so I've just oh, got right. it in my head that films are called after someone's surname. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've also I've been doing a lot of um, rewatching things. So yeah. Because I like to do it. Because um, I watched I watched Alien again, and oh, okay. do you know that gets better each time I watch it. I really, really enjoyed the Alien. First one, Alien. The first one, yeah, the first yeah. Alien film. It's it's absolutely terrific. Yeah, that's um, more, slightly more. Le- I think Aliens is more populist because it's, it's more, more of an action mm. film, isn't it? Whereas Alien is a bit more. Yeah, it's a total, total terrific fiction. film. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, Alien is almost kind of like an art film. It is, yeah. To be honest with you. All right, cool. So um, that is what we saw in the cinema, and uh, there is more stuff um, that I can. There's more stuff that I can talk to you about. But when we get to, when you get to talk about respect, I can. Uh, there's more I have to say about that. But um, now, what did we see at home? So, Sharon, what did you see at home this week? I saw. I've seen two films actually. I was going to do one as an also ran which is a film called Blue Miracle, I saw on Netflix. And then I saw another Frank Grillo film called No Man's Land on Sky Cinema, but you can also watch it on on Amazon, but you have to pay to watch it on Amazon. Sharon, not to be outdone. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody else saw Frank Grillo. I I love Frank. Frank and me have something special. We're going to have some more Frank than everybody else. (laughs) How about you, Sean? What did you see at home? Okay, well, I went over to see my friend Pete, um, for the weekend and he's got apple tv oh yeah so um we watched a few we watched a um a mod film to be someone um and i watched uh, uh, uh what's his name john travolta film i wanted to say john wick then a john travolta <laughs> film uh, i am wrath and I oh watched, yeah and i watched um greyhound again i've seen greyhound before and i'm not sure if i've reviewed that you before. reviewed greyhound yeah. i thought you i have yeah greyhound, so i watched yeah. that again because that's a great movie i think i probably gave that quite a high yeah. rating as well so yeah and i've watched as i say i've re- been re-watching lots of stuff i've had a i've sort of i don't know the past past couple of times i've just thought do you know what just 
relax and watch some things <laughs> oh, yeah. all right cool okay so with that we'll find, we'll find but before we before we get onto our reviews i just wanted to say that you know how we are on this show and we love it when people get in touch with us people come yeah. in, get in touch with us and they yeah. say whatever it is that they want to say whatever it is that they want to and this time we have a youtube channel and on our youtube channel we have you know, obviously, we put up videos of us talking. We were recording this podcast. Now we have it on Zoom. We put them so you can see us. You can see our faces if you're wondering what we look like on our YouTube channel. And you can watch them all. Our most watched video on our YouTube channel is a review that Sharon did of a French drama called The Bonfire of Destiny. And it's, for some reason, people search for these things. And we are something that people keep finding. And someone someone with the YouTube name of Blue Wren... Blue Ren Riley actually came and gave their own full review on uh, gave their own full review on there. So Blue Ren, I promised that I would I'll read this out. So I'm going to read it out. And this is so Sharon gave a review, and then this is they 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 pretty much posted their own review. And um, Sharon, let's see what you say. Uh, I'll try and get the syntax right and everything. They said the lead actress I assume was the svelte redhead as she was on screen most of the time. Yes, she was visually the part. I just found her irritating the extreme. I wanted to slap her when she should have evoked sympathy. <laughs> Whereas the very beautiful blonde actress was promising until her performance became mostly defiant, glassy-eyed, staring and weeping. She had looked like she had she had looked like she had depth. Why did the wardrobe dresser in a long white off jacket with a great upper bouffant sleeve when she rode away from the chateau on her on her no? And when she ran away, rode away from the chateau on her horse, it clumped along like a draft horse, <laughs> like a draft horse. I think it's supposed to be a full stop here, like a draft horse, full stop. Could yeah. they not have acquired a more svelte looking thoroughbred? She was supposed mm-hmm. to be of the French upper class, for goodness sake. This sounds like Sean. Sean, do you have a YouTube name called Blue Ren Riley? By no, 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 no. Coming, going, wrong horse! The fellow playing her love interest was just not her type. Oh, I don't know what that means. Then there was the mad-eyed villain who was about to kill the redhead in the last scenes and didn't... Obviously, this person didn't bother finding out anybody's names. Did, did, and didn't, which is disappointed, actually. The best part of the film was the French architecture and the beautiful interior French decor. decor except for the actress playing the aunt and the redhead sister, the performance was exquisite and lovingly and charmingly spot on. So that was after Sharon had given that Blue Ren gave that. And if you get in touch with us, we will read them out. Now, I don't know what's going on here. Like, there's, can't remember any of the names of any of the characters. But hey, whatever. <laughs> Sharon, what do you think? What do you think about that? that yes, I mean, I had to rack my brains because it was probably last year that I saw um, Bonfire of Destiny, um, yeah, which yeah. is basically, yes, uh, I think it was a six part or it might have been an eight part even, a French drama about this a real life fire. You follow the lives of three women and the repercussions of this fire on their lives. You've got the redhead. It was like this upper class woman. And uh, the blonde woman is her niece, I believe. And then the other woman who is not mentioned in their review is a maid. And all these people have their lives are just dramatically changed by this fire. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I take the us on board. Yeah, because um, as the story goes on, it becomes more about the, the women's love lives and about the sort of the inter- rather than the, the direct repercussions of this fire and so yes the the love interest he's like this sort of rough working class man who saved her life so they're then drawn to each other and they have this um this sort of cathartic relationship where they're drawn together through this this dramatic event whether if they'd met any other cir- under any other circumstances, circumstances would, would their romance have worked Probably not. So yeah, I get the yeah, I, I take that on board completely. And yeah, some of the secondary act characters were really, really well played and were sympathetic. So yeah, I can't disagree with anything that's been said. All right, cool, good stuff, good stuff. Right, and now let's move on to what we're going to talk about this week. So enough about stuff that we watched a year ago. Blue Ren, thank you very much. Please do continue listening and get back in touch. Let's get on to the actual stuff we saw this week. That Sharon. So Sharon, this. Let's talk about Cop Shop. And obviously, because oh, there is only one person who we can give the honor of talking about Cop Shop and giving us a synopsis of what this film's about, Sharon, it is yours. Take it away. Tell us about Frank. Right. This is a film set in a place called Gun Creek, which probably tells you all you need to know about the <laughs> <laughs> this film. <laughs> and we, we first encounter the players of our play in, in Gun Creek, where you have um, this it's a very big police headquarters in this largely rural 
um, is it Texas? It's Nevada. Oh, I it's Nevada. Nevada. Yeah, it's Nevada, yeah. So it's like this sort of quite a bleak landscape. And they had this huge police headquarters and seemingly to us, it's like it's in the middle of nowhere where they have like the highway patrols and they have state troopers and in the, and so obviously they have all the different branches of the police force have this one police headquarters. And in the course of the events of the film, um, there's an event where a man um, is desperate to get arrested because he believes the safest place for him is behind bars because someone is after him. You first encounter this character played by Frank Grillo as he's fleeing for his life, his car's being shot up, He's in a desperate state, and so he assaults a police officer to get arrested because he knows if you assault a police officer in America, you go down and <laughs> you get arrested. So he is then taken to the police station, the police headquarters, where there's a ragtaggle of very unfit <laughs> um, <laughs> police officers who are like pulling a night shift for some overtime. And then into this mix, the pursuer of said Frank Grillo's character played by Gerard Butler, he's thinking, well, if he's in the police station, I need to get into the police station because I <laughs> want to, you know, get to my target. And so he does something to get himself arrested. And so you then have this sort of situation where it's almost like a siege, but from within, where yeah. you've got these two protagonists squaring off against each other and all the police officers are basically become their pawns and chaos ensues. Cool. All right. Good. Thank you very much for that. And and um and I have to say, I mean, one of the when I watched this, one of my first thoughts was, oh, Sharon, he kept his shirt on for the entire film. Oh, <laughs> well, he had a glimpse of chest, didn't you? When he, so he has a wound, and that's the only glimpse of any Frank Grillo chest. Yeah. Apart but, from that, he kept, he keeps his shirt on for the entire film. <laughs> what did you what What did you think of his persona in this film with the long hair and what have I you? I thought his hair cancer? was vile, to be honest. With you. <laughs> I, I thought you might. I thought you might. The first scene, I was just like, nope, nope, nope. I yeah, I've been. I was... And then when he had it up in the man bun, I was like, you know, better. But I was just like, nope, cut that. Uh, he was doing this with his hair. I'm thinking, oh, you're going to grab some scissors and chop it all off. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, now the funny thing about this is that when I okay, not not that I'm an aficionado of what people look like or, or like on on screen or anything like that, but I did because I remember you were talking about this film last week and you said that you saw the poster and you saw his mustache and you were like, Ugh, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that Frank Grillo mustache. That's ugh, that that's a baddie. He's a wrong one. And I I did watch it. I did look at his hair and I, I, I it was weird. I was looking at the hair and looking at his face and going, that is not a good look for him. <laughs> But I think it does fit the character because the character is supposed character, to be absolutely. the character is supposed to be a slime ball, and it's it's yeah. and, and I feel like you're almost sort of victimizing a hairstyle and facial hairstyle by by saying, "Oh, that just looks slimy." That you can tell from his hairstyle is a wrong one. But that was my initial reaction. I might need to go think about myself, but but that was my initial reaction. I totally understood what you're talking about with that, Sharon. And there's now, a scene where he's you see him as a flashback scene where he's got like a I could only describe it as like a, a blue western cut suit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And yes. you look at that and you go, Whoa. Okay, okay, now okay now, now that suit now this this leads me onto something. <laughs> that that suit made me wonder, hang on a second, when is this film set? Because yeah. that film was very seventies and from the opening scene of this film I was like, oh my God, this is so 70s. It is so, I mean, even the music, I believe some of the music that the film starts off with is actually taken from the score of Magnum Force. The Clint yeah. Eastwood Dirty Harry. Dirty mm-hmm. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It has that slightly disco track to it, doesn't it? Has it? That, it has that disco track to it. Like, it's, yeah. it's as if the music at the beginning, it's like this film goes, it's almost as if it's telling you, this is a film. We know it's a film. We're not trying to be too realistic. We're a film. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it made me think, I, I, I'm actually quite happy that you watched it, Sean, because I was kind of like watching it going, I think this is 70s. This is... The, and the, 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 <laughs> the director, the director, Joe Carnahan, who I think I'm going to start earmarking Joe Carnahan. Whenever he directs something, I think I'm going to I'm going to look out for it because I actually quite like his sensibilities. He's He also directed Boss Level, the other Frank Grillo movie that we... Really, oh, right. Yeah, that we, we, we reviewed recently. So it's... Uh, he and But I feel like he just has that sort of 70s vibe, that sort of lean, muscular... That influence, you yeah. can see... Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna spend too much time building things up. We're not going to give you a whole bunch of fluff or anything like that. If somebody is on screen, they're on screen for a reason because they're gonna propel the story forward. And you yeah. had all these different, and I think I really, really do like that sort of muscular, lean. Let's 
this is it. Let's get this. Let's get this thing done. Yeah, this is the... not about the chat. This is about the yeah action. And, and it has just... that classic. It's called Ibsen's gun, I believe, isn't it? That they say Chekhov's if in an gun. Ibsen play, if you see a gun in the first act, then someone is going to get shot in Act Three. Yeah, yeah. Or something is going to get shot in Act Three. Yeah. And so you had that classic scenario where something you see more or less in the first scene, yeah. it's like wig, and then it appears later, and you think, ah, yeah. that's why they. And, 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 oh, okay, now now we we usually give ourselves five minutes per film, but when three of us have seen it, we all have stuff to say, so we go a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I was going to say, and I'm going to leave this as a jumping off point for Sean to jump on. The other <laughs> film, the other film it made me think about was Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Do you know, it's really funny you should say that, Toes, because it did have tones of that, didn't it? It like, really did. It, it really did. Have, did. It really did. Um, yeah, I thought that. Um, it was quite, I thought it was going to be much more slapstick than what it was, actually. It quite surprised yeah. me, because from the trailer, I thought this was going to be like a, a real slapsticky sort of but, film, yeah. you know, real played for laughs and all that. And yeah, there was that, that comedic element to it, but it was also, in a way, quite quite sort of serious. It was quite, it was quite hard-boiled, I was Yeah, it was quite yeah. hard-boiled. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's, that's a that's that's a good description um yeah so um yeah i mean frank grillo with the was, isn't it funny how you think through films i thought mm, sharon is not gonna like that that was one thing i thought <laughs> it's like it's like frank frank what have you done to your yeah, hair yeah, man? what have you done frank Fra- with that um, crazy the bit in the beginning when it was all like this i was just like Whoa. it's like sharon's not gonna like that hair <laughs> yeah, I, I i thought it was um you know, it was yeah, it was fun. It moved along a bit. I thought the cops were a bit dumbass, but you know, there you go. So especially, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, you know the bits. You know, oh, oh, oh what, what you sort of thing. I think yeah, 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 more, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I think they'd have been. But I mean, that was that. I mean, it was quite sort of. I don't think it would have ever got to that stage anyway. But once it did, it was like, yeah, it was quite good fun. It was a bit of a laugh. There was um, lots of action scenes in it. As I say, I could have been really, really picky with this, but. On the whole, I, I I thought it was a it was a it was a decent watch. You know, I didn't like have me huffy puffy moments, and so you know, even though I thought, even though I was thinking, well, you know, yeah, and it keeps it was, moving. Yeah, and it keeps moving. That's it. It keeps moving, and the performances were pretty good. And I did quite like the the twist towards the end with the different roles. You know? Yeah, yeah, because it was. I mean, most... that was that was that was that was a good move. Yeah, I think the thing with the film is. It's one of those films where, because I remember last week when we spoke about it, Sharon, you said, oh, is Frank Gula the good guy and Gerard Butler the bad guy? And it, it, you start watching the film and you start realizing, actually, we don't know who the good guy is or who the bad guy them. is. <laughs> and, and well, even film, if there is a good or a bad yeah, guy. You don't know if there is a good or a bad it's guy. It's shades of grey, isn't it? You're, you're watching it and you're going, okay, cool. Now I want him to go. I want, I want him to come out of this ahead. No, I want him to come out of this ahead. Now I want them to come out of this ahead. And it, it, and it sort of plays with your loyalties in that way. Sean, it looks like you want to say something. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I was going to say it was, um, I've totally forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, carry on. And it'll probably come again in a couple of minutes. I've, I've lost my train of thought there. Yeah. But again, it's one of those classic things. Unless you see someone's died on screen, <laughs> doesn't mean they're dead. Oh, yeah. I, I remember. I remember. It's like, we think they're dead, but we haven't seen them die. Yeah. That means they're probably not yeah. dead. Speaking about that, speaking of that, there was one one blatant moment in the film that I saw that, 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 that made me go, hang on. No, come on! No, that's really stupid. No, would that? No, no, why would he do? No, he wouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah. And I, I could almost hear, I could almost hear Sean in the cinema when we go, "Why would you do that?" <laughs> yes, and I was like, "No, why? Why would you?" Why would you I thought so. Yeah, I did think you, that a bit. You, you, you wouldn't do. Why would you put that? No, why would you say that? Doesn't make any but, sense. And then, I, there was there was one blatant moment where I thought, okay, that yeah. didn't make any sense. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the thing I remembered, yeah, I've actually wrote it down, so I wouldn't forget it this time. Who was the actress who played the rookie cop? Was I, Alexis I she, Lauder. I Alexis. thought she was, I thought uh, she she was, was really I think, good. I, I really think she liked. stole the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I think yeah. she stole the film. Alexis Lauder, she she kind of like holds the whole film together. Mm, and it is not, it's not an easy thing when you have Frank Grillo and Gerald Butler trying to choose scenery around <laughs> you. Oh, by the way, I have to say, Gerald Butler, probably the best American accents I've heard him do. <laughs> yeah, you, you get a little bit of hint of the Scots coming through. You, you get a little bit of Glasgow coming yeah. through, but, but largely speaking, largely speaking, best American accent that I've heard him do, and it's and but I, I think Alexis Lauder was she was mm. brilliant. She just held everything together. She was got, really, yeah. I, I, I thought she was brilliant. 
I, well, I think towards the end, I feel like the film, personally speaking, I think the film should have ended a couple of scenes earlier. Because yeah. there's like the last couple of scenes, it's kind of like, it, 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 the last couple of scenes, I think, almost lose the film a star for me. Because, yeah. because I'm looking at it going, wait, why are you doing that? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, not necessary. That, 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 that's not necessary. That's not going anywhere. That car is obviously way slower than that car and will never catch it. So <laughs> it's, it's like, so why are you, why is this scene yeah. here? It's like the final scene of the film, it, it's sort of like, because if it ended all a little while for it, I think it would have been like, yeah, this is one of those, you know, one night siege. You start off at midnight and then you, you the film ends at sunup and yeah. you're like, nice, well contained, like you're from dusk till dawn, you're sort of pretty sick theme. This sort of films, it would, would have come into that thing. But, I, but apart from that, I just thought, yeah, fall a bit. But uh, all in all, I'm like Joe Carnahan. I really like his sensibilities. I really like the film. I loved the whole 70s vibe mm. and feel of it. And I love the fact that it's a muscular film with hardly any fat on it. So uh, even the even the gunfights I thought were good, but so yeah, sorry I thought you were going to say something, Sharon. But no, I just said I like the fact that again with with bullets flying everywhere, you don't ever see the shell casings, you don't ever see the repercussions, and um, at this one you see the consequences if you sort of spray bullets around a, a bullet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that was that was good. Yeah, that was well, really good, good, good because often yeah. you, you see it's yeah. like you know, an A team, isn't it? A thousand rounds, but you never see a shell casing. And you never get any yeah. consequences. Yeah. Whereas this one, any, it's just any like, friendly oh, fire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do. I do. I do. No, yes, that that is good because there's a character played by uh, an actor called Toby Huss who shows up. I think the character's called Anthony Lamb, and he shows yeah. up and he's just kind of like you know, like a loose cannon, <laughs> <laughs> like a loose cannon kind of thing. Who just and it's yeah. Uh, I I really really enjoyed this film, but but how many stars would you guys give it? Um, do you want to start, Sharon, as you gave the thing? Well, I mean, no, I'd... I'd probably give it a classic three. I thought it was it was entertaining. It delivered what it was supposed to deliver. It was it didn't pretend to be anything more than it was, but it did mm. what it did well. So yeah, I would say it was a, a good, honest, uh, solid three. Three solid. I'm, I'm I'm totally with you all the way. Solid three for me. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you guys as a three. I mean, I was uh, 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 there was a bit where I was thinking this might actually go up to a four because it sustained <laughs> it sustained the it sustained the te- the tension and the whole thing. It kept everything together. It was building, and you were like, "Oh my god, this is this is actually going quite well." There was one particular scene that was done. It has to do with a keypad and someone trying to change a passcode, and just the tension of that thing and like the, the it just. It said a lot about the characters in that one scene, and I was, I was like, "This is really good," and I was thinking this might be a four, but towards the end it's like it i mean especially that final sort of couple of scenes i think bring it down a bit so um so makes me think it's a three but a lot of fun a lot of fun i would really really recommend cop shop to anybody go find it go watch it all right cool and now because uh, sean if it's okay with you i have taken the liberty of choosing choosing from your viewing thing just based on what you said like you said you said oh some old some weird film called to be someone so i thought it's not some old it's not some weird film it's quite a new film okay yeah but uh (laughs) but uh, but the way you spoke about it you said yeah we saw some weird film called to be someone or like like you yeah yeah okay okay okay, so Okay, so t- to be someone, I was thinking I am Wrath because John Travolta. Okay. We haven't heard anything about John Travolta for for years, <laughs> so I wanted to hear some some stuff about John Travolta. Okay, John Travolta, like. that's cool. But, yeah. but but if you want to do to be someone, let me. Okay, well let's just say I'll, I'll put it, put it this way. Um, I am Wrath is basically a John Wick film where he's got a buddy. So oh yeah, that, that 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 pretty much sums it up. up okay. You know? except his wife gets killed and and it goes all the way to the top with uh so so his wife get killed he goes to the cops um so so he goes to the cops the cops let the guy go because he's he's id'd him they have like you know one of those he says yeah that's the one that's definitely the one tattoo there oh but you said he's got a tattoo of a fly or a bug yep and um he's uh it's he, he told them that it was a bat. He thought it was a bat. They say, oh, well, he's got a flight. He goes, no, that's them. This is just, you know, it could have looked. Because he's, he's been beaten up, basically. Yep. So anyway, he sees this guy walk away and the cops, and they say, yeah, well, there's nothing we can do, nothing we can do. And so he decides that he's um, he's not very happy about the, the the situation. And it just sort of turns out that he happened to be 
a black black ops special operative you know with all the oh, right yeah. connections so he yeah. um, you know how it is so he's fine people and um so basically yeah he just goes and he takes it all into his own hands and so it's like should we say john wick meets the equalizer um, <laughs> meet, meets meets lots of action lots of killing lots of uh as, as a couple of silly fight scenes where you, you know i have this big beef don't i that when there's two on two and this guy's like or there's a guy that's that's taken out hundreds of hundreds of the characters and then hundreds of the, the you know the hoods should we say and then there's one that looks fairly weedy and weak and he has a bit of trouble with him. Do you know what I mean? With like, <laughs> so you got anyway. So yeah. So you, you've got quite a lot of, of knife fighting action. You've got got a lot of uh, um, gun shooting, a lot of yeah. guns, a lot of gunfights. I, I quite like his mate, the mate he's got with him. But then, obviously, this goes higher up the chain. So it turns out that it goes all the way up to almost like the the, the senators and, and all that sort of stuff. So. Um, oh yeah, he goes. That's out because with the tattoos, he goes to a tattooist and he's like talking to the tattooist. And or is it like a detective th thing where he's trying to track people? Down no, it's not really a detective, no. But he just gets he he sort of goes because this tattoo shop because he wants to find the guy with the the tattoo. Yeah. And of course he's um, the tattooist. You know, obviously says, well, you know what you do and what you're asking. And and he's tattooed on. He says that's a nice tattoo. And he's tattoo actually got tattooed. I am wrath on the back of it on his back, right? So he's got. I am wrath uh, with a big dagger. So, yeah, and um, so as, as yeah, go on. So, so okay. So, from what you've said, I've just looked it this looks up. A bit chubby, John Travolta, though. Well, he's allowed to. What the <laughs> he's gonna be like? He's, uh, I mean, that's the thing. I think like, people, people can't. They should no, shouldn't expect them to always look like he did in Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> but let's see. No, this one was released in 2016. Right. 2016. Okay. So, so, yeah. John so was Wick. that was that was that before John Wick? Yes. No, jo no, no. John Wick was 2014. Ah, right. The, the yeah. John Wick was 2014. So, uh, oh, oh, but so it, it it does sound it does sound a little bit from what you're saying, like you know the you know how in the in the aftermath of especially Taken, all of a sudden you started having aging action stars going on revenge movies. Yeah. So much yeah. so that it, be it became known as Jerry Action. <laughs> oh right okay i didn't know that but yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's a it's his own sub genre called jerry action where you have like those older dudes going on and going right that's it i'm gonna go beat up a couple of younger people who have killed my dog killed my wife killed my whatever <clears throat> yeah blood of my it. truck i have a particular set of skills and i'm gonna demonstrate yeah so yeah. so from what you're saying it's so, it, yeah it sounds it sounds like this is essentially um someone went oh this seems to be a this seems to be a new genre let's get John John Travolta he hasn't done anything for a while I put him in a film and redo Taken or redo John Wick yeah redo, that's it yeah yeah so, so basically it is it is what it is you know it, it does what it says on the tin um, acting wise uh, I'm not sure who who his mate is I've seen him he's one of those ones you know like Christopher Maloney. Oh, Christopher Maloney. I've seen him he's in a known, few He's known or not, but he was in one of the um, Law and Order. I think it was Special Victims Units. He was in right. Law and Order Special Victims uh, Units. It's okay. the thing he's most well known for. But yeah. but but after after he left Law and Order, the guy has been having fun. There is a t there's a TV show on Netflix called Happy, Happy. In which he, right. yeah, in which it's about it, he he's like this sort of drunk cop that and he has a he has a. Um, he has an imaginary friend, essentially an imaginary friend voiced by Patton Oswalt, who is this sort of like, you know, unicorn that goes along and sort of like solves crimes with him and has to find out what's going And yeah, Sean, I think you would like Happy. I'll, I might have to check F that one Find, out, find happy, happy on Netflix to check it out. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Now, it, is, it, it is never a good sign when you're reviewing one film and then you start reviewing a totally different thing in the, mid <laughs> in the middle of the first review. So, so, Sean, how many stars would you give this? Okay, this, this, it, this is what it says on the tin, the action scenes were okay it's basically like we say john wick taken equalizer all <laughs> rolled up into one so this will get a three star because i didn't like huff and puff and it was okay there were a few moments where i thought wow well, i don't know but upon the whole it was a pretty good movie quite enjoyed it so yeah i'll give this a three. Oh, apparently it's got rebecca de mornay in it oh yeah yeah okay cool no that's it not 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 memorable at all Okay, so so now we go back to what is Sean's Sean's place this week, and Sean's place, <laughs> which is cinema, because Sean is the one who saw all the stuff in cinema, and we you saw Respect 
I this saw is, respect. Yes, this is the Aretha Franklin biopic, and to uh, and I mentioned last week as to how I, everything about this film I I saw it and it just made me think this is a by-the-numbers biopic. And that is the reason why I didn't see it. Because oh, I, right. saw the, I saw the, the trailer, yeah. and it came, down, it came down between Cop Shop and Respect. And I've got to the point, I don't know about you guys, but I've got to the point where I would much rather see a documentary about a musical star or anything like that. Because I feel I will learn a lot more about them through a documentary yeah. than I would through a biopic. Because in a biopic, I feel like it's almost too sanitized. There's only a couple of storylines that I can follow along. And I may be wrong, but I just felt I'm going to have more fun with Cop Shop than I am going to have with Respect. If I have to see one film this week. So it might be Aretha Franklin. She might be a black legend and all that. But I'm like, give me a documentary about her, not a, not yeah. a biopic. Because you feel, yeah. you feel um, once they did sort of what love's got to do with it, with Tina Turner, you think... No, that was good. That was, it's sort of, they're all more or less sort of... They're, they're, but, but, I mean, the vanity but, projects, or they're downhill from there, aren't they? But, but recently, they, they all kind of follow the same thing. You know, there'll be drugs, there'll be this, there'll be that, there'll be the rise, there'll be the fall, there'll be the comeback. It's kind of... So, but Sean, you're the one who's actually seen this okay, film. Okay, yeah, no, so, that's cool, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, so what, I, what do you... I mean, I can understand exactly what you're about. I mean, I quite like, or oh, I have liked biopics some biopics i guess it was um so i thought but i totally agree with you that i think they've had their day and i but yeah so basically it's a story she starts off as a child she sings gospel in the church she's like you know really really good her father's got faith in her and that and then you know she starts to to get known she's obviously a bit of abusive relationship she's on the old source you know on the drinks and that the general sort of thing yeah yeah um (laughs) And you know, you know the deal. This, this, you, know, you know the deal, yeah, right. So for me, <laughs> I thought the, um, I thought this was dull and tedious and overlong and really, really quite dull. And I nearly dropped off. And thank goodness for the live bits and the singing because that sort of brought me back round to my senses. Yep. Okay, because they were they, they were pretty good. But as for the rest of it, um. And I really, what is it? I don't like Forrest Whitaker, you know? I really, really don't like <laughs> Forrest Whitaker. He's like one of my Stanley Tukey things. But anyway, so yeah, so this was pretty standard. It was quite, it was, yeah, it was dull. And the performances, they didn't convince me, Toes. They didn't convince me at all. I mean, she was brilliant. Is it Jennifer Hudson? Is that Jennifer Hudson, yeah. yeah. Jennifer yeah, yeah. Hudson plays she, I mean, she's, yeah, I mean, the songs were great, you, you know, and I mean, that, that side of it. Obviously, some, some real, uh, you know, oh yeah, there was some real footage in there, some historical footage of like yeah. like funerals and things, which they pop in, which, which yeah. So that's a documentary, and I totally agree with what you say. I would have much rather seen a documentary because I was, you know, my normally sort of back prone position, what I do in the cinema, yeah. you know, yeah, I sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. slouch. You're relaxed. Well, I could really, really feel myself just starting to, you know, the old. I thought, or, I'm or, or just just oh. check out. Yeah, I, I think I might be. I might have even at one point actually dropped out. I hope I wasn't snoring. So, but um, I, it was. Yeah, no, I did this. This it's not really, not really my my cup of tea. Really, I thought it would be because I mean I liked, I liked um, I liked Ray, and uh, yeah. You know those those other biopics. Well, I, I think I think the, the the ones that sort of kicked off the mono ones were um, Ray and Walk the Line. Walk the Line. Yeah, Ray Walk yeah. the Line. But if uh, have you guys ever seen a film called Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story? No, no I haven't seen that. Okay, no, it's it's a Will. No, it's not Will Ferrell, but it's um it's produced by the same house that does like Anchorman and stuff like that, like Adam McKay, and it's John C. Riley, and he plays a character called Dewey Cox, and it is essentially a spoof of biopics. And it points out the fact that they all follow the same thing. <laughs> I, so, I, I have to check that one. Yeah. No, no, yeah. That's, honestly, honestly, you know, you see, walk, walk. I think it's like walk hard. It has, it, it's essentially Ray. It's walk the line. It's and it's, it's spoofing all these things. It's oh, first marriage, second marriage. Oh, I started, <laughs> I started, I started off on drinks. Then I went on to pills. Then I went and there's a bit where and he, there's this. Re- recurring motif that happens in the film where he walks into a room and his bandmates are doing like hey, hey what are you guys doing there they're like we're having some alcohol go away man you don't want any of this stuff they're like they're like 10 minutes later he goes he's like what's happening there we're doing pills man go away you don't want any of this stuff and then he goes away then he comes back he's like what are you doing we're doing heroin man this is the next logical step for you 
I like and, and it just makes fun of the fact that the biopics and I think after seeing Walk Hard, it's hard to watch it. It's yeah. hard to watch a biopic because it skewered them and you're like, Yeah, that's that's it, it's that's what so give me a documentary because by the people who lived through it who were there who did all this stuff that for me is a lot more i think yeah, a biopic i'm honestly not sure where the music biopic stays especially because a lot of the times i'm not sure they have anything to say so sean how many stars would you give this okay this um, snooze fest this, apparently this snooze fest is only going to get a two okay this cool. is only going to get a two i mean yeah the music you know the, the singing was pretty good but it was just it was like oh no and i think i'm probably going to give biopics a bit of a rest for a while if there's any more yeah. coming out yeah, I, I think i think i've already are I've, you going to be watching spencer then about the princess diana well, probably not well, okay. okay no but, uh, no this is the thing for me unless I think... camilla i'd like to see what camilla looks like that would be all how they no, done will she no, be in it no i think i think music i think music <laughs> biopics music biopics they are, are a the... thing of their own yeah yeah music biopics are the ones i give a break but like for instance, something like if we look about like the crown, which is essentially a biopic of the royal family that of yeah. and the crown I find fascinating because they tell you all this stuff that nobody knows. Nobody <laughs> and like <laughs> and they've pieced together something and so something like Spencer. I remember that the Spencer's been directed by the same guy who directed um Jackie a couple of years back, which was all yeah. about um Jack Lee Kennedy um in the aftermath of John F. Kennedy's death. And that I thought was a really, really interesting film. Like, you know, what was going on? And I think that they found a way in there. So biopics, for music biopics, I'm totally with you. Yeah, I'm giving them a birth. I'm giving them a birth. But anyway, yeah. let's get back to, let's get back to um, Netflix and stuff. So this is going to be something that I saw on Amazon Prime called Solos. Now, this is, um, it, this is something that I can see was made in the pandemic and was made with, oh, how can we still make something when the pandemic is going on? So the idea behind this is like, it's one of these anthology shows where you have a star in each episode. So you have, in this episode, you have Anne Hathaway. In this episode, you have Helen Mirren. In this episode, you have Anthony Mackie. And, but the idea behind them being called so, with solos is that, largely speaking, you only have one person on screen throughout the entire episode. So the first episode is Anne Hathaway and she's some sort of scientist who's trying to figure out a way of conversing with her future self. And she's trying to figure out the whole thing and the reason why, and as it goes along, it becomes, it's almost like a one act, one person play. As it goes along, she, she manages, you end up with this thing where you have like three Anne Hathaways talking to each other on screen at the same time. Because she, and she manages to figure it out, but you start realizing that there's, a, there's more emotional thing that she has to do. You have Anthony Mackie who is, he has gone to this, um, He's paid a whole bunch of money to get a robot version of himself made because he's about <laughs> to die. He's about to die. And this robot version of himself is supposed to be there for his family after he's gone. And so it's all about a conversation of him and his robot self and him going, you look nothing like me. Look, what the hell's wrong with your neck? Well, why are you being like that? I'm not. It's like, it's like, it's like, why, why are you being, why are you being like that? I'm not a dick. Why, why are you being so mean to me at all that? And his robot self going, no, this is exactly you. We have, we have, we have. So it's, it's all these sort of interesting, almost sort of black mirror type things. Helen Mirren is on a space voyage on her own. And she tells the story of her life and about and it's actually really, and I think a lot of these things are well done as plays. You have, um, there is, there's one where you have, oh, I'm blanking on her name, I'm blanking on her name. She was in Black Mirror, she was in Sleepy Hollow. Why am I blanking? Okay, anyway, but she, she. Not Miranda Richardson. No, 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 not Miranda Richardson. She is, oh, good Lord. I'll look up her name Christina before Christina Ritchie. No, 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 she isn't. No, no, not Sleepy Hollow, no, the, no, Sleepy Hollow, the TV series. Oh, the TV series. series, yeah. She was also in the film Shame with Michael Fassbender. Oh, I will find her name before we, before we, before we finish this. And Nicole oh, Bihari. Tomorrow, Nicole Bihari. Not... Oh, yes, I know the one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Nicole Bihari, that's it. Yeah, and she's she's pregnant, but it's kind of like, you know, some sort of um, specific scientific thing of pregnancy and then all of a sudden the, the pregnancy accelerates and then the baby's born, but the baby grows up like, you know, 15 years in one night. <laughs> and and but it, but the main thing is all about it's it's about it's largely speaking one person on screen that whole time and it's all these different sort of almost future tinged stories that oh what can we do with technology as I say there's a very sort of like black mirror thing about it that kind of goes quite well I mean Dan Dan what is oh, why am I blanking on people's names Dan Stevens shows up and this is one of the few episodes where you have two people where Dan Stevens and Morgan Freeman 
show up and it's and it's all about Morgan Freeman seems like he's losing his memory and Dan Stevens trying to help him get his memory back but why is he trying to help him get his memory back and it's um I know there's another show called Soulmates that Amazon you know how we talk about Amazon have decided that this is the thing we're going to do and Amazon yeah. decided time loop films yes please and I think anthology science fiction type things because they've done this and they've done Soulmates and Solos and Soulmates look very um, aesthetically similar they look aesthetically similar. They've also done Modern Love, which is an, an anthology. But it seems to be one of those things. And you have all these stories together. And I think some of them are more interesting than others. Some of them are a bit kind of like snoozy. Um, and at the, end of the, at the end of the whole show, you're kind of left going, uh, uh, so? <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's a good experiment. It's, you look at you going, okay, yeah, it was a good experiment. I can see what happened. You're trying to get something going in pandemic and you might have to get this thing together. Well done you. But no, I'm not sure it's, not, I'm not sure it's the most riveting thing. All in all, I think I would give, the, I would give solos a three. There are some stories that are better than others. Some stories are, elevate themselves higher than others. But all in all, solos, I would give that a three. And now we go back to cinema and we go to... This is this is going to be interesting because this is, <laughs> this is, this is Sean, going to be interesting. Sean seen, Are you ready? seen one of those one of those <laughs> one of those um one one word title supposed horror movies like Insidious, Insidious. or yeah. what's the other one? This is Insidious, uh, Sinister. Sinister. Yeah. yeah, Insidious, Sinister, and this comes from the same house that made Insidious and Sinister, and the next one is. Malignant. Malignant. So, yes, malignant. Do we even need to know the story about this, Sean? Tell me. Well, I, I, after seeing the Night House, I thought, oh, well, that one because I, I didn't think that one was too bad. I thought, oh, I'd, we'll give this one another go. Um, because in the trailer, I saw the trailer for this, and it was quite interesting with Gabriel because there's like an old VHS thing of stop that guy. Anyway, basically, the story is it starts off in this like psychiatric lab and and. Um, there's these three doctors and they're saying something. They say, oh, this is, this is really, really bad. We're going to have to cut the cancer out. So anyway, enough said. And then you go, it sort of switches to modern day. And you've got this girl that's had numerous miscarriages with her husband and um, things going wrong and everything. And then and it, her husband's a bit of a drinker, a bit of a boozer. And he pushes her against the wall and she bangs her head. And then she starts having these strange things happening like she appears it, it she she sort of the room all changes and she finds herself in watching the some murders watching some murders of these three psychiatrists that would been were you know that happened to just be in the earlier part of the movie so and obviously the police are investigating and they, they're doing all this and then her sister comes and it's Yes, so the things get stranger and stranger and stranger. You've got these two cops that, well, they're not very convincing as cops, but and some <laughs> and some of the things that happen to them, you're like, really? You know, you, again, it's the, the bodies take more punishment than they can possibly imagine, and still, you know, and obviously, yeah, but it's a supernatural film, yeah, hey. and they're they're like, but I mean, they're like really, really bad shots. These cops seem to be really, really bad shots when they want to be, but really good shots when they need to be. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. and it's like, bang, 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 miss, 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 miss. It's like, well, well. So yeah. Um. Anyway. So that. Anyway. So basically, yeah, you got these police investigating. Something happens. More murders happen. Um. And then the 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 police get this little lead. They go to this old. Why this old massive, massive deserted building is somewhere and no one's seen it and no one's broken into it. Enough. And they go there and they've left the records there. The records are there. So they're looking through these old boxes. Around. Oh, look, there's these videotapes. Chuck all these videotapes on of all the stuff. Oh, my God, look at this. Oh, things. So, yeah, this was um, this, this was very, very bloody, Sharon. So uh, okay. there are lots of lots of spurting blood and lots of stab rooms and, you know, appendages being cut off and things and it was pretty nasty in that sense. Um, and there was the ridiculous matrixy sort of scene where there's like hundreds <laughs> of cops where, you know, it's just like, yeah. Um, anyway, so I guess you can guess where this is going. It's, I've no <laughs> act, is it a four star film? This, <laughs> <laughs> is it, no, so, no. Sean, 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 Sean. <laughs> so, ah! so, it sounds like you finally found in your search 
for you finally found a film that would scare you. Ooh, is, would uh, I be right in saying possibly. that? <laughs> is it scarily good or scarily? <laughs> this, this is this is this is oh this has got to be. Uh, well, it's awful Very honestly bad. guys yeah it was really really incredibly incredibly bad on so many levels it doesn't make any shocker. sense doesn't make any sense there's so many faults in it it's there's no like there's no like narrative it's just like all over the place it's it's um i mean it's an interesting premise it's an interesting premise the actual I mean, I won't give away any spoilers. I wish I could. I'd love to give the spoilers because then I you could, can't spoil could something that's already rotten. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good point, Sharon. But yeah, let's just say um, if anybody's listened to this and they might have seen one of the the, uh, the old video nasties called Basket Case, that might give you some sort of clue as to to what what is happening. But um, so yeah, so if it, oh toes. <laughs> this, was, this, was, this was dire man this was dire i mean i don't even know for the fight scenes <laughs> whether it could oh, could it scrape a two this might have to be our first okay one. how many oh how many God. stars how, oh oh, oh, one. We're oh one i'm trying to think i'm trying to think i'm trying to think if it can any if there's anywhere in it where it can scrape a two i'll tell you what um because no, no. Oh, I... Sean, Sean, you know what? You're trying so hard to be so generous that I think <laughs> I, I, would, I, I think I think I would have to call it. I'm gonna have to call it and give this a one. Okay, yeah, give, <laughs> yeah. Let's give this if one. You have a to one, struggle then. to find enough reasons to give it a two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a one that's film right. by definition. Really. <laughs> yeah, it is a one film. Yeah, yeah. yeah so was... we'll, give, we'll give this one a one. Was, think... Yeah, it was, it was bloody awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. And now, okay. On that note, we started this. We started this podcast with Frank Grillo, and we're going to end this podcast with Frank Grillo. So, Sharon, you saw Nomad's Land. Tell us about this. Is yeah. this the second ever Frank Grillo five star film? I wouldn't give it a five star, but it's certainly good. It's um, basically it's set in the um, Texas Mexican border. And Frank Grillo and his family, his wife is played by Andy McDowell. Um, they've uh, had this ranch basically for generations. They've ranched this land. And then a wall got built. And it got built basically on the other side of their land. So they've got the Rio Grande, which is a, marks the boundary between America and Mexico. And their ranch, basically the land goes all the way down to the river on the American side. But when the wall was built, it was built on the other side of their ranch. So their ranch technically is in like a no man's land. They took to cross into America. They have to show their passports and go through controls. And so but effectively they are on the front line of um, tackling this sort of wave of illegal immigrants. And the film starts with a scene where they've rounded up all their cattle ready for them to be selling because they're struggling to sort of make ends meet. And so they're going to be selling some cattle. And in the night, um, a group of illegal immigrants come through and cut their fences. And so they, their cattle, some of them go across the river into Mexico and some of them run off. And they're deciding what they need to get their, their herd back together. So they, as that one evening, they're, they're heading off um, to see if they can round up, to, to track down where some of their cattle's gone. And they encounter another group of illegal immigrants, quite a large group. And... I think there's a lot of sh- it's in a night, there's a lot of shouting, there's, everyone's disorganised, they don't know what's going on. And then a knife is drawn and someone gets threatened and someone starts shooting. And then before you know it, there's a young boy has been killed and one of the ranchers, one of Frank Grillo's sons, has been shot very seriously. And so you've then got a party of these... And then the rest of the film basically is the fallout of this one event. You've got these two fathers, the father of like this American lad, who's been shot and the the father of this Mexican boy is a child who was being shot and killed and you see how you basically you see this sort of the back this the divide of like these two families who both wanted what was best for their families and but in doing so everything has just gone horribly wrong and you you see basically the repercussions of this one night and the far, what each father tries to do to protect their sons. One of the shooters involved in this incident is Frank Grillo's other son. So there are two sons with him. One of them was shot and the other one 
shot the boy but and then has has fled and so you see them and then you see the father of the the lad who was killed you see both of them trying to find a way through this situation this sounds this sounds a bit sort of like drama drama drama, yeah yeah, it's a drama more than because when i first saw the poster is like frank willow like (laughs) it's like lock and load load. (laughs) and you expect a certain thing from him he isn't in it that much actually he's very much a secondary character in the film Mm. um but when he's there you know obviously he has impact uh so it's yeah it was not yeah, typical sort of action film. When I first went into it, I thought, oh, this is going to be just an action film about, you know, cross-border tensions. But no, it's more to it. There's a little bit more depth to it than that. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good watch. All right, cool. Mm. One question, one question. Because Andy McDowell, we haven't seen her on screen much recently. And um, I was quite happy when a couple of years ago we saw her in um, Hide and Seek. She, she saw in hide yeah. and seek and, and she showed up as the mum in that does she have much to do in this or is she kind of in the wife role she's in the wife role in this yeah. again yeah. so she is a yeah she's a rancher a, a texas rancher's wife yeah okay. doesn't know what she has to so yeah, yeah so that's a shame that's a shame yeah, yeah. It, it does seem like a waste of her but but Ed, um how many stars did you give this so i think it was good i mean it's it's nothing spectacular, but it was good. And I certainly found it entertaining. So, again, I think it's in three territory. But there, there were certainly good moments. There are certainly four moments. But I would say, on the whole, it was a three. All right. Cool. So that's a three for No Man's Land. Yep. Now, um, I feel dumb asking this question, but who do you think has won this week? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a bit of a bit of a landslide this week. Cinema was... was holding the fort for a little while well it started there was i think we had a couple of weeks where it was in the lead and then it, it sort of held held its own for but it was very close but i'm pretty sure this 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 one Netflix. malignant has been malignant, malignant. to the <laughs> oh yeah. i like it sharon i like it so yeah so so yeah yeah you 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 are right it has it's been a mediocre landslide or a solid landslide shall we say for <laughs> netflix and friends because we had i am wrath 3 solos 3 no man's land 3 so it's been threes all abo- all across the board nothing really went above a three I, I still i feel like the most enjoyable thing this week was still cop shop yeah <laughs> yeah probably yeah, probably. yeah but, but on the cinema side of things we had the law of diminishing returns we had cop shop with three respect with two malignant with one so, <laughs> yeah so so there just really wasn't i don't really think there was a friend but i think it's it's uh, all in all because i said last week that this being the week after a marvel movie was released i wasn't really expecting much to no, be released no. and it looks like it looks like that's played out it looks like that's played out but um i'm still quite happy that at least i got to see cop shop so yeah i believe that is it for this week until next week when god knows what will be out I don't know, two weeks after a Marvel movie, you think maybe it might be time for another Marvel movie. Mm, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Yeah, we've got the Isle of Wight Festival on this weekend. So oh. we will be... Yeah, I don't know what the cinema's going to do. <laughs> nah. So we'll see what happens with our watching this weekend. Yes, yes, we'll, we'll, see, what, we'll see what happens. But, and, but I will continue watching. I've been watching What If on Disney+. Plus, the Marvel, The Marvel thing about different scenarios and what happened if somebody else took the super super soldier syndrome instead of captain instead of captain america what happened to all these different things and i think some of the things are quite good when it finishes i will come in here with my thoughts but cool. until until next week um when we will figure out what the heck's going on with cinema and see what we can watch it's a goodbye from me it's a goodbye for me and it's a goodbye from me thank you very much for joining us especially you, blue ren <laughs> <laughs>